Welcome everybody to the next episode of InfoSec Whiskey. I'm your host, Yushi. And tonight with me, I have, what do I have? Like there's 10 of us, right? So um, tonight I get to interview the team of people that I work with every day. So um, we are the behavioral research team and we work for Mandiant Security Validation, formerly known as Veridin. And we're part of the Mandiant Solutions team. So welcome everybody. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Hey. 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 So, um, yeah, so I just, I'm super excited. I've been really looking forward to doing this. It's something that's been kind of like rolling around in my head for quite some time, but I, I have a tendency to hold back. Um, and just one day, Ashley and I were talking and, um, and I said that, you know, that was, something that I had been thinking about and um, Ashley was like you should do it and so I was like all right well let's roll with it then and so I'm super excited I should probably turn off um, notifications uh, just want to note here also you do not hold back so that's a little, <laughs> a little fib there just starting off listen you have no idea I have held back a ton uh-oh People used to say when I left when I left the police department, they kept telling me that I should um, come with a warning label because I, you know, I apparently can't do two things at one time. I'm trying to pause notifications. There we go. All right. Um, yeah, they said I should come with a, a warning label because I'm not always clear. So I've, I think I've done really well since I entered into civilian world. Like. I don't say the F word nearly as much as I used to. So that's good. So, okay. So what I thought we would do to start and kind of break the ice is um, first thing we're going to do is we're going to kind of go around the room or, or go around the zoom and kind of introduce each other. But instead of introducing each other, um, like, hi, my name is, and, you know, telling what we do and like, that can be a little bit boring. So what I thought we would do is everybody gets to introduce another person on the team and um, kind of tell what that person's position is and what they do. So I'm going to start. Um, so I'm going to introduce Joe. Um, Joe and I, Joe's one of our engineers and um, Joe and I started the same day together on the team. That's right. And yeah, it was the same day. And it was like, what I love about Joe is that Joe is like, even though we hadn't been there for very long, Joe quickly became like the mayor of Verdon, right? Because like he, every time he would see somebody that he didn't know, he would like go over to him, stick out his hand and be like, hi, I'm Joe. And I always thought that was so cool because... I, in new environments, I'm very kind of shy. And um, especially like when there's just random people walking into a room that I don't know. And uh, I always thought that was really cool. That, and, and I would say that Joe is like our class clown because you know that um, when Joe's on the morning Zoom, he's going to say something interesting that has nothing to do with work. And I really appreciate that about him. I feel like he brings in an energy that's a lot of fun. So. Little Friday. Yep. Little Fridays. Little Friday. Yeah, so for people like, so our boss is from Finland and he told us that on Wednesdays in Finland, they call Wednesdays Little Friday. So now we always expect when it's Wednesday, um, Joe's going to say happy Little Friday. And you know what, Joe, when you haven't been there, um, we still say it. 
Well, good. Yeah. I'll say for those Wednesdays, I've taught you well. Trying. Right. So, okay, Joe, your turn to introduce somebody. Okay. Well, thank you for all those nice things that, that you said. Um, so I am introducing Tim Barron and which is good because Tim and I work together probably closer than I work with anybody else. Um, I think Tim started a few months before I did uh, something like that. And um, one of the, he, Tim was also one of the people who interviewed me um, and I knew I really liked his energy from the beginning. So I was really glad that uh, we were gonna be able to uh, work together. So he's, he's on the engineering team with me um, along with Kramer, but I think of Tim also um, as a developer, he has a lot of those types of skills too. So a lot of times he can introduce me to a, to a different way of looking at something, more of a programmer's point of view. Uh, of looking at something which is really helpful um, uh, that he brings those skills. And um, the best thing about Tim is that um, he's just super easy going, really easy to work with, really um, a giving uh, personality and Aww. just uh, a pleasure to, to interact with. So I felt very lucky that, that everybody on the team is great. Um, uh, but since I work so much with Tim, it's 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 great that he's uh, such a cool cool dude. And he has Thanks luscious Joe, hair. Joe for you, <laughs> he, he does, does have luscious hair. For those who can't see Tim, it's it's thick and luscious hair. I agree. I think <laughs> oh, Tim so, Tim's awesome. I, you, Tim never complains about anything. He just like is so helpful. He's wonderful. But I think that about everybody. So that's but yeah. Right, time I, thought Tim, he had a, I thought he had a comb over and then the next day I saw the hair and I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> look at that hair. Look at that yeah, hair. So that's look why at that hair. Shower, just like, <laughs> Joe, when are, when are you growing your hair out to match the rest, of, the rest of the engineering team in solidarity? Well, my hair, I would definitely need to do the comb over if I were to do that. You know, I would have the, uh, the clown fringe uh, situation going. So that you, won't be happening. You are pretty, um, you are pretty skilled at deep fakes. You could just deep fake yourself some hair. I could. And, you know, with COVID, nobody may, I, I may be able to live the rest of my life just as a deep fake personality. You know, nobody needs to know who, what I look like at all. Joe's so proficiency with deep fakes scares me. <laughs> Tim, who are you going to, who, who are you inter introducing? I am going to introduce Ashley. She is on the behavioral research team, just like everyone else is. And um, she was one of the original, um, one of the OGs along with Drew. Uh, we met, or yeah, we met in my interview. That was the first time. Um, she, she really loves cats. She, um, she's super, were awesome, like very helpful. Uh, she, uh, when I was first joining, or when I first started out, like I didn't really know anything about any of the like what to do for um, the lab environments, like how to how to set those up. Um, and she was just like super willing to help. Like I felt very comfortable going there for any questions. Um, yeah, and she. Um, also, she's she's been helpful uh, with me about 
DC, like she uh, introduced me to some cool areas and uh, yeah, too bad. This is, uh, we're in quarantine or else we, every, all of us could just go and hang out, so. Yeah. yeah. So, so for those like who are listening, just because I didn't think about it before. So the behavioral research team, I didn't even really just tell people what we do. So um, what we do is we have two different types um, of uh, positions on the behavioral research team. We have analysts and then we have engineers. And essentially what our team does, what the analysts do is um, we, and anybody correct me if you feel like I don't, I butcher this, but um, we essentially research and break down um, tactics, techniques, and procedures that are used by threat actors and um, malware, that type of thing. And then we break them down to their basic behaviors, recreate them uh, for the Mandiant security validation platform so that other companies and organizations can use those to test their security controls. And so what we do is we create content for that. Do you guys, is that again? Is am that I, what you guys do? Am I well, that's what you guys do. I just play on YouTube and Google all day, so. TikTok. So <laughs> Ashley is actually, um, there's, so I have, I have a, a DM group on Twitter that is called Virtual Hacker Happy Hour. And that I got conceived actually right after COVID started. Um, Ashley had put together a, um, a happy hour, virtual happy hour for us all. And, um, you know, after that happy hour, I felt like connected to everyone again. And sometimes that's difficult, you know, when you're, when you're working virtually and you don't see everybody and, um, to have those, that, you know, hour or two together where we got to drink and we got to cut up and we just got to be ourselves. I thought like the community needed that as a whole. And I kind of threw it out to Twitter and it, like blew up. And um, so I had created this DM group that filled up, like we actually got to max capacity. I didn't even know that, that you could do that. And, um, and we were doing Zooms like so often and it was a lot of fun and a lot of people were able to kind of meet others around the world that they may not have norm normally been able to meet. Um, and the same thing for me, I got to meet a lot of different people from all over the place that do similar things. So it was really cool. And um, I had a lot of people that would reach out to me and say, thank you so much for putting these together because it really helped them feel like they were connected during a time where we were in quarantine and we couldn't get out of our houses. And I remember Ashley saying in like, you know, our Slack channel, like if you guys need to get up, if you need to call somebody, you know, make sure if, you know, so that you're not feeling alone, make sure that you do that. And that was such a big deal to me. And, um, and I think that it's cool because Ashley is kind of quiet and, you know, but like she really um, made that. A I thing want to get to know that. her. Right. And then that kind of like, this it, is true. It, it rippled into um, other people being able to do that because I don't ever conceive of things on my own. Usually I see something else and I go, oh, that's a good idea. Like other people would want to do that. And um, so, yeah, so others have, have thanked me and I always say to them, 
I, I always say it's because of Ashley. Like if Ashley hadn't put together that first um, happy hour Zoom, it, I wouldn't have thought about it. And it's funny because like for like two weeks, I was Zooming with people every night until they finally started doing their own Zooms, which was good because like I was waking hungover, waking up hungover like every morning. And I was like, listen, I feel connected as fuck to you people, but I got to stop drinking so much. I'm going to need to go to AA. Um, so, but anyway, so I just want to, and the other thing I think that's funny is that you have on your, um, on your Slack profile, the unofficial cat lady of Veridin, and that always made me giggle and poor Ashley, every time I see cat things, like I send them to her. That's but, it's not a bad thing. I always appreciate it. I'm always very happy. I'm like, Ashley's going to be like, oh God, she sent me more cat shit. But, no, never. All right. So I'm going to hand it over to Ashley. Who are you going to introduce? I am going to introduce Matt One, aka Matt, aka New Matt, and soon to be, did we decide he's going to go back to Matt Zero after? Yeah. Matt, this is how data models get broken. That's so confusing. <laughs> yeah. Matt. So for this. There list. needs to be an ISO standard around the mats. We have two mats on our team. Um, we have Matt Zero, who is our intern, and he was here first. And then we recently um, hired another Matt, and so he became Matt One. Nerds. Yep. <laughs> Every last one of us. So go ahead, yeah. So Matt One, let's see, what can I say about him? Matt One just joined our team a few weeks ago. Um, so we're still getting to know each other, but, uh, let's see, I'm going to refer to him as our cheese master, our Linux guru, um, always wanting to, you know, learn as much as he can and always wanting to help and always wanting to do more, which I appreciate so much. Um, honestly, it wasn't that long ago that we were interviewing him and, I remember exactly the conversation that I was having with Drew. We were not too far into the conversation. We're like, we have to hire this guy. We are so excited about this guy. It, and it's just awesome. We're happy to have you. And I'm excited to see, you know, all the work um, that you'll be doing. So, yeah, it's Matt one. Awesome. Thanks, Ashley. Yeah, welcome, Matt. Thank you. So Matt, what do you think, how's, how's the experience been so far? Um, good, really good. Everyone's super hardworking and that's why I just sit back and I feel like I need to help out every one of you because you guys work so hard all the time. That's why I'm always asking Ashley or somebody, hey, you got something I can work on or just how can I help? That's my big thing. Yeah, we have a pretty awesome team. So who are you gonna, um, who are you gonna introduce to us, Matt? Um, my uh, arch nemesis, uh, Matt Zero. <laughs> So yeah, I haven't, I haven't been here too long, um, but I already learned that Matt Zero is my enemy and I've got to take my name back. Um, so that's kind of one of my big goals and <laughs> he's helped me out by, uh, by going back to school. So it worked out really well. Um, but no, the little time that I've been here, um, kind of sat back and observed um, everybody. I know Matt Zero definitely is, uh, you can tell he brings the, the youthful, youthful energy to a lot of the conversations and all the parrot making and things like that. And I think that's really good for every team to have kind of makes people feel more, more young too we have uh, all the we have all the parrots that parrot master just about yeah and then um yeah just i think matt's kind of like the living off the land guy from what i've heard and what i've seen he's been working on so it's pretty cool i always can tell he's got a passion for it and a passion for hacking and things like that so 
pretty awesome. And I know he's, uh, he's always got mic issues being on mute. That's what I learned a lot too. Almost every other morning stand-up, he's on mute. That's so funny. It's like the stereotypical Zoom meeting sometimes. <laughs> That's funny. So Matt Zero. I All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not muted, or I was muted. That was a deliberate mute. I figure, it's, <laughs> I figure it's best not to engage when someone calls you their arch nemesis and you're being recorded. I just feel like it's probably safest to just, you know, remain quiet there. Um, but yes, I have brought a prodigious number of parrots uh, to the Slack. Uh, if we ever migrate fully from Slack, uh, I'm going to be very disappointed when I return uh, after school. Um, oh, yes, also, you know, I'm, I'm coming back uh, for everyone who knows. Uh, anyway, so I'm introducing Drew. Drew, who is one of the senior threat research analysts, uh, one of the original analysts along with Ashley. Uh, he and Ashley interviewed me when I applied for this position. Uh, and I think I got lucky because uh, I was expecting, not that it wasn't technical or in-depth, I was sort of expecting to get grilled. Um, I distinctly recall earlier in college um, being absolutely destroyed in a few interviews. And I figured there's a good chance based on what they were asking that I could possibly get destroyed in this interview. And I hung up after or after the interview was over and realized that felt a lot more like a conversation about malware um, that went very smoothly. And I was quite surprised uh, that it went so smoothly and that it was honestly a great phone call. Uh, and that was my introduction to Drew. Uh, and so then I actually got the offer and Drew was probably the person who helped me out uh, the most here because he's regularly like checking in with me to make sure stuff works from my perspective it's kind of hard to see what he doesn't do like he keeps the team organized he's one of the reasons i was effective as an intern he has an answer for every question and most importantly the questions where there's the answers aren't in the wiki uh that's the important stuff all the insider knowledge like who to talk to yeah we don't write this down but do this because it'll work all that important stuff that you learn by being on the job it's really valuable to have that uh, accessible. So I'm kind of thinking, um, I don't, I, I kind of am honestly terrified to think uh, where we'd be without him. Uh, it's also strange to see your face on the call right now, Drew, since I'm so used to seeing the emoji you use that I've kind of just assumed you look like that emoji now. No, I'm so used to seeing your, your um, what is it? Like your bitmoji as your- like If you guys want me to turn my video off and put no. the bitmoji up, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I want to say too, like I, so Ashley was the first person that I talked to during my interview process, but when they flew me up um, to meet everybody and do my final interview, um, the recruiter told me probably the single best um, piece of advice that I ever got for an interview. And I've given it to many people after that. And he was, he told me, interview them just as hard as they interview you. And he said, because you're going to move your whole life up here. And, um, you know, so make sure that you want to work with these people. And I was like, oh my God, that's brilliant. And I also thought, holy shit, what are they going to ask me? Like he said, just as hard. I guarantee you, I interviewed everyone else harder. But one of the questions that I asked everybody, because Veridin had just been taken over by FireEye, right? We had just been acquired. And so I wanted to know how everybody felt about that acquisition. Everybody gave me really good, you know, answers. And 
so, you know, I was a detective and one of my um, strong suits as a detective was interviewing people. And so when I, when somebody said interview them, I was like, oh, I got this. And so one of the things I asked everybody was, what do you think of your team? And I did not expect anybody was going to be like, like, oh my God, Bob sucks. Everyone else is cool. Like I knew nobody was going to say anything bad about the team. What I was looking for was their reaction and how genuine it was. And just kind of like, you know, I wanted to see, I was watching their, their body behavior more than I was their words. And with Drew, we had already talked about kind of like, you know, where we had worked before and people and it was, it was a really good conversation. And so when I asked Drew, um, what do you think of the, what do you think of your team? Drew said to me without missing a beat, he says, oh my God, they're great. He says, you know, the people you just told me about, he says, you know, they were, they were awesome. And we worked really well together. He said, but these people, he said, I can honestly tell you, these people are my friends. And that sealed it for me. Like that was the thing because I had already been, I had already figured out that these were hardworking people. And when the recruiter asked me what was the most important thing for me in a job, I said, I wanted people, I wanted to work with people who worked as hard as I did, because I try to put everything that I can into what I do and do it the best I can. And I've been on teams before where you always get like somebody who is not that person. And I can honestly say that this team, there's nobody, there, there's no person who tries to outshine other people. And there's no one who is like a bump on a log that people are dragging along, like, unless it's me, <laughs> but like, cause everybody on the team is like rock stars and it's really amazing to be a part of a team like that. But I just wanted to share that anecdote because I think that, um, I agree with you. Drew's amazing. And I think Drew and Ashley have like done so many awesome things with this team and so, yeah, that was, that was what sealed it for me. When Drew said, these people are my friends. I was like, I want to be with these people. That's the kind of people I wanted to work with. So. So just so you know, I was telling you that because we really need to fill the spot. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, well played. <laughs> and here we he are. told me too. He's like, guess what I told this girl? Like, total lie. <laughs> I lied to this bitch. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I'm introducing Delvin. Uh, so there's going to be two introductions because there's two Delvins. <laughs> there's a Delvin that all of you know, and there's a Delvin that all of you don't know, uh, unless you've been out with him. So the Delvin that all of you know, he's like the Swiss army knife, silent assassin of the team. Like, you know, he's, he's never the loudest one in the room, but he's the one that probably knows the most. Uh, every time you go to him with a problem, he has an answer almost instantly. Like he's always like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about and immediately has the answer. And yeah. it could be something you spent like all day trying to figure out and you should have just gone to Delvin. Yeah. Then there's Delvin version two, who is not the silent assassin. He's the center of the room. This guy knows all the bartenders, all the good spots to go to, like, if you want to have a good time, go out with Delvin, period. That's so why I asked you to introduce Delvin, because obviously I haven't gotten to drink with Delvin yet, but I keep hearing these amazing stories of like hanging out with Delvin. 
Don't don't plan on going home anytime before the morning. Like I feel like if we hang out with Delvin, we could end up in Canada. Uh, I was in I was hanging out with Delvin one night, and I ended up at Club Safeway at like four in the morning. With Did you ending know Club up, Safeway existed? So is is ending up in Canada an upgrade at this point? Probably, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, maybe maybe we should hang out. Like <laughs> Delvin, you are the Messiah who shall lead us to Canada. <laughs> So I definitely agree. I like Delvin is one of my just I don't know. I I have a I have a really bad habit of telling everyone they're my favorite. But <laughs> Delvin is so awesome. We've worked to, together on a bunch of content releases and every you're right. Every time I go to Delvin, he always has an answer and he always takes time to explain things to me and I've learned so much from everybody but i've learned so much from delvin so i you know one of my the things that i remember first about you delvin is like when we would work in the office and our desks like faced each other and so there was like that that like partition that was like nose level right it was just high enough that i could we could every so often when we were both like kind of staring off thinking about whatever we're working on and then our eyes would meet and it was very weird <laughs> yes i because i sat right next to you and i i had the exact same experience with delvin looking over the the little divider making awkward eye contact yeah, and then you just kind of like looking at each other and you're like do i look away do like i nod do, do i say how's it going Anyways, that was fun. I always kicked Drew by accident. <laughs> Maybe not by accident. Yeah, Tim was always playing footsies with me. <laughs> so yep. So I have something to add about Delvin real oh, quick, yeah. too. We haven't done this in a while, but I could always count on Delvin when we're like in the grind, like trying to get a release out, like really in the zone. He's always my go to where we're sharing like music and DJ sets, just something to really get us in the like right in the zone to get as much work done as possible so he's been that guy for me for a couple years now matt did that for matt zero did that for me this week he mentioned techno music and i was like oh techno music so i had alexa put on techno music and i jammed out and got some shit done to techno music this week so thanks for that that's exactly what I use for all-nighters at college. When you're programming and you want to achieve, there's a there's a perfect state you want to achieve between being dead inside and like being numb. You sort of want to be like a zombie <laughs> where you don't lose any rational thought, but you want to be numb to the pain when it doesn't compile. And like it's a very fine line to walk because if you go too far, you'll just you you'll just see the compiler error and you'll stare at it and be like, what's syntax error? What does that mean? But on the other side, if you're not far enough you'll just get enraged or maybe I'm just a college student with no patience whatsoever and just rage quit your code. But if you hit that fine line, you're like a zombie. You don't feel the pain. You just see the errors, you fix them, you go, the sun rises, your code works, it's beautiful. And the techno music really helps with that. Well, Unless well you put on a 10 hour mix and then the 10 hour mix ends and you realize you're still not done, in which case then you just sort of cry and then loop, you know, loop it or find another mix. Oh, that's great. So Delvin, who are you going to introduce? I'm going to introduce David Kramer. Uh, so I'm kind of bad at this, but uh, so David is one of our engineers and uh, 
I noticed from like day one, I think you came in in March, right? Uh, like my you, first, my first day was the very first day that the entire country was shut down. Right. Yeah, I'm not convinced that yeah. any of you actually exist. You've all been panels on the screen to me. Yeah, I think I like saw you from behind as you were like leaving the interview, like just from the. Yeah, back. I was in for an interview. I That's did, true. I did meet you at the interview. They were yeah, like, yeah. We spoke for a bit there. Right. They were like, "Hey, do you want to go interview this guy?" And I'm like, "What do I ask him?" They're like, "Eh, it doesn't really matter. Just go talk to him." <laughs> yeah, that was fun. So go ahead, Delvin. Tell us about yeah. Dave, about Kramer. So, uh, from day one, like. I've noticed that, I, I guess the word is like, you're kind of like a technical guru. So like every time we grow like uh, new technologies, like, cause you manage our lab and everything. It's just like, you you come in, you're just like, okay, yeah, I need to do this and that. And then you give these updates. And I'm just like, oh man, this guy is so smart, Jesus. <laughs> you know, when you're talking about some of this stuff and then, um, yeah, like, it's really cool to have somebody who I can go to talk to about what's going on in the lab and just have like this like great briefing of like what's going going down. Like it's like it's like going to a real stand-up when you're talking. So it's like it's kind of cool to like see, see you go and do your thing. And um, the other thing too, uh, um, you're a great guy to talk to. And I find it funny that we have like so many mutual friends, but we haven't really got to hang out or anything yet so like you know after this whole pandemic nonsense is and craziness is happened this is over like uh yeah looking forward to go out with you and everybody else on the team so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm excited my insomnia makes it so that i can stay up entirely too late so it sounds like it'd be a good fit <laughs> and before nice. we move on to, to kramer delvin you have um on your uh, on your screen, it says Delvin.py. Is that like is that a screen name or is that just because you rock at Python? Uh, it's just um, I'm I'm just using it right now because I like programming Python. I wouldn't say I rock at Python, um, <laughs> but I it's a uh, I wasn't sure if that oh, was like your Twitter handle or something. Uh, sometimes like I'll use like, uh, but it's not like a Twitter handle, but like sometimes I'll go by like meat pie. Uh, and that's not only because of the Python thing, but, uh, like Louisiana, we have these dishes called meat pies, like Lisa, like my family's hometown. And like, yeah, I was just like, yeah, that works. Oh, it's a weird name, but it's my handle. So nice. I had to go look up this Python library. Is there a meat Python library? That would be hilarious if there's a Python library. Oh, yeah. It's a standard framework for processing and analyzing high frequency financial data. So um, that sounds relevant. I, I guess. I, 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 I don't know. I guess you need to get into high frequency trading. <laughs> it's a sign. All right. So, Kramer, who are you, who are you introducing? All right, I am introducing Aaron, who is uh, dubbed Patient Zero in here, which I must say is a really on-brand handle for uh, for this year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you could sell that Twitter handle for good money at this point. Um, so Aaron is one of our senior research analysts working primarily on our premium content. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, 
my introductions with most people have been entirely virtual since my first day I was in the office for two hours and uh, Carrie literally kicked me out of the office after handing me my laptop. Um, so the way I've gotten to know people has in the beginning specifically was uh, lurking profile pictures and seeing what was interesting and stuff like that. And um, Aaron's caught, uh, uh, caught my interest because it appeared that he was hiking in his, and I believe it was in New Zealand and we ended up chatting a little bit about it. But um, so Aaron is, um, I've come to, know that if I ask a, a, a technical question looking to perform a very specific action in any of our Slack channels, he'll generally be the first to copy paste an entire Python segment of code into a code snippet in Slack. Um, they've all been wonderful. It's just very startling when, when it occurs. <laughs> Um, and, and other than that, I think the other thing I've, I've really noticed and, and personally grown to love about Aaron is, um, I, I think as far as the team goes, you are our resident font of dry humor. Um, and, and I really, really enjoy that, especially this year when, um, you know, trying times have, have been extremely abundant. I find that it uh, helps uplift me <laughs> at the beginning of of the day, you know, when um, most of us are probably rolling out of bed straight into scrum and, and everything. That's awesome. I agree. I think um, for me, because I think Aaron had just started a couple of months before me and, um, and Aaron is always so helpful with anything that like any questions that I have or anything like Aaron's always willing to help me. And I did a dumb thing when I started because I was like, oh, okay. So like Aaron's like the closest one to starting. And like, I had a tendency, I've never said this before. I have a tendency to compare myself to, to Aaron, which is not a good thing <laughs> because like Aaron is, um, Aaron excels in, in a bunch of different areas. And I go, God damn, like you need to catch up. And, and I, and so like, there's been times that like, I'll think to myself, like, like girl, Aaron has only been here a couple months longer than you. You should like be better at this or whatever. And, um, so I had to stop doing that because I had to just realize that we all bring our own different qualities to the team and, um, mine are different than yours, but yeah every I can't there's I have so many good things I could say about Aaron but um yeah so no no go on it's cool we got an hour and a half <laughs> we got an hour and I half. appreciate it no uh, you're awesome and I do want to say just so because so until I get this um actual video recording uploaded for people Aaron did put his Twitter at and I think I think Aaron and Ashley are the only no and Matt one are the only ones on Twitter that I know that I follow because nobody else has told me like their Twitter ads. So we may follow each other and I just don't know because I think Aaron, your um your avatar in Twitter is your dog, right? Your yep. pug. Yep. So and so Aaron put his up and it's at patient underscore zero X zero zero. So if anybody wants to go follow him and Ashley's is I am Ashley A. I'm no, it isn't. It's uh, what the it's fuck? like. I am Shleya. So it just I am Ashley, but take my like the A in my name and put it at the end. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. So it's yeah. I am Ashley. H L E Y A. Oh, I get it. We that should, explains yeah. so much. I've seen that yeah. GitHub handle, and I was 
so confused for <laughs> my entire co-op basically it's like i've been here for seven months and i've been wondering that probably since the first month yeah so <laughs> in my head too. in my head i was always like i am Schley a and then somebody said like one of the engineers on the development team was like oh i am schlea that's a really cool uh handle i was like yeah it is yeah, I am Schleya. All right. That's what I was That's how I was pronouncing it in my head. Yeah. Well, I'm such an idiot that I thought it said I am Ashley. I totally <laughs> read it wrong until tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So Aaron, who are you? Who are you going to introduce? I have the utmost privilege of introducing Miss Ursula, or as uh-huh. everybody else knows her, Ushi. Um, and honestly, I'm just here uh, because she's super extroverted and knows everybody. I'm trying to ride the social coattails up, so maybe I can get a little popularity. Um, no. Um, Ursula is a very important part of the team. Um, I don't know why she would compare herself to me because she brings lots to the team. She's super technical. She's got a forensic background. She jumps into everything. She's super helpful with everyone. Um, and she helps everyone feel good about themselves. She's always checking in with everybody. Um, so it, it's a really, really nice mix of somebody that is very technical, also has the emotional intelligence to make sure that the people around her, you know, especially in this year, are, are you know, surviving, thriving, and, and doing their best. So, um, yeah, that's that's Miss Ushi. Thank you. Oh my gosh! So, oh, that was so sweet. Thank you guys. You know, I, I'll say it. I think that um, our team is so amazing. And when we were going through the hardest part of it, like during the lockdown. And, you know, for those who haven't figured it out yet, um, we live in the, in the DC area. Um, some of us in the city, some a little further out, but, um, you know, for the most part, we're all in that area. And so of course our lockdown was a little bit more than other areas have experienced. And um, when daycare was closed and I had my bubs with me, it was like, that was the hardest thing I've ever dealt with. And I kept worrying because like, I'm the only one on our team other than our boss, Henry, who has a a young child. And I always like, and of course, like that was right at the beginning, right? Like I, I started the first week in January and this was March. So I'd only been here for a couple of months. And I kept thinking like, I, it, it stressed me out that I felt like I wasn't putting in enough. And I will say like, um, just a huge shout out to our, to our manager, Henry, like when the, when it was looking like daycares were going to close, I had reached out to him and I said, listen, if daycare closes, like, here's what I'm thinking. I'll wake up like before Jesus wakes the sun at like 5am, I'll work until he wakes up bubs. And then I'll like take care of him. And then like, he takes a nap around lunchtime and then I'll work then. And then when he like goes, he ta- at the time he was taking two naps a day. And like, when he takes a second nap, I'll work. And then like, I'll work later until, you know, till way too late. 
will that work? And, and he was really awesome. And he was like, that's, that's overkill, calm down. We're in the middle of like craziness and, um, you know, we're surviving right now. And so that was really helpful, but he's not who I worked with every single day, right? Like we, at the time were having, um, during lockdown, you know, we had a content pack that we got out and I think it was like 24 hours. I can't remember what it was about, but like there was, you know, shit had hit the fan and we were putting together some stuff and it was something that, you know, they, the, that management was like saying, Hey, we need this and we need it now. And we did that. And, um, that was so stressful for me because I wanted to make sure that I was putting in as much effort as, you know, everyone else was putting in. And I remember one, one like lunchtime, uh, like Slack call that we had and <clears throat> Bubs was screaming because he was hungry. And I was like, can you guys do you mind holding one second? Like everybody was so amazing to me during that time. And, um, and regardless of the fact that not everybody had young children and could relate, everybody was still very sympathetic and, and understood what was going on and never ever made me feel like I wasn't pulling my, my weight. And so that was always such a big deal to me. And I wanted to kind of talk about, um, ah, damn it. I wanted everybody to talk about what we were drinking. That's like a huge part of this, right? Okay. I was wondering okay. about we'll talk, that. We'll talk about sweet shit later. You know what? I forgot about it in half. Wait. That's all right. It's an empty beer can. Um, halfway through, I was like, ah, damn, I should have told everybody to say what they were drinking at the time. So um, we'll do this quick. So tonight, what I brought with me is um, Bowman Brothers bourbon. I recently went to the distillery um, for my birthday and I was able to try this one. So um, Bowman Distillery makes a few different um, things. Um, they make uh, Isaac Bowman, which is one of my favorites. And that is a bourbon that is finished in port wine barrels. And I think Kramer said he picked that up right? I can't wait to ask you how you feel. Look, damn, that the, pulled that bottle up. That shit was full when he got it today. <laughs> um, so that's, that's one of my favorites. And uh, it's very similar to Angel's Envy, which is also finished in port wine barrels. And, um, but you can actually find that there. I, I have a real big thing about anything that's like local. And um, this is in, it's distilled in Richmond, Virginia. Um, really cool piece of history that I found out was that like, so the Bowman brothers, the Bowman family, um, they have been around forever. They fought in the Revolutionary War. They were given land. Apparently back then, if you fought in the war, um, they would give you land. <clears throat> and so they were given like a crap ton of land. They ended up selling it for like millions back then and, um, and made a bunch of money and they set up a farm in, and the, the name of the farm was Sunset Hills Farm. And Joe, does that sound familiar to you? That's exactly right. So what ended up happening was the farm was sold and they ended up moving down to the Richmond area, which is where the distillery currently is. But um, what's cool is, is that Sunset Hills Farm turned into Reston. And um, it's funny because I, um, so I live in Reston and I pass like Bowman street every day. And I was like, so the last time that I went by there, I was like, Oh, holy shit. Like it's 
named after them. So I'm drinking, um, I'm drinking Bo their Bowman Brothers small batch, which has like tasting notes. They, they say it's apples. I think it's like not roasted apples, like stewed apples or something like that. I think it's got a really crisp taste. And I thought it was pears when I first had it, but I love it. And so I'm curious. So Kramer got the, um, he got the Isaac Bowman, which is the first Bowman that I ever tried. And I want to know, what do you think? I really like it. I, I mean, when you're telling me about it earlier, I mentioned to you that I like had poured a few weeks ago and was enjoying it. So when you told me that it was finished in, in port barrels, I was kind of interested. Um, I, I was actually expecting it to be, uh, it still got quite a bit of a bite. I was expecting it to be a bit more smooth, but it still has like a really good, um, you know, whiskey bite at the end of it, if you're drinking it straight or on the rocks. Um, and obviously the fact that it's from that area, you know, not too far from where I grew up and then now down in Richmond um, makes it, uh, you know, a place that I really want to go and, and check out. And, um, and hopefully, you know, Bowman sees this video and sends us swag, send us swag. Yeah, I would love it if they sent us swags. I actually, while I was at the distillery, I got a, a face mask that says Bowman Distillery on it. It's kind of like a brownish, copperish color. And I got a, um, a shaker bottle from them. And then my friend got me, I don't have it with me, lip balm. It's the best lip balm that I own. It's honey bourbon lip balm. And yeah, so I definitely recommend anybody go over there. So yeah, this so one- How often do you let it actually stay in your lips versus how often do you eat it? I keep smelling <laughs> it and like, it doesn't have any flavor, so it does pretty good. It's like coconut butter, cocoa, no, coconut oil. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. But if you try the, the Bowman Brothers one, it's a lot smoother. Um, but what's cool about the Isaac Bowman is that they do every year they do like, I forgot what they're called. They do um, essentially they're like experiments and it's just like this year's experiment. And they call them Abrahams because Abraham was like the patriarchy, I think, of the family. And um, so like, I think it was 2014, 2018, I don't know, um, one of the 20 teens, they um, made the Isaac Bowman as one of the Abrahams and they didn't give it a name. It was just one of the Abrahams for that year. And it won so many awards and sold out. So before it actually went to like market, it had, they had already sold out. And so they decided to um, actually make that part of their permanent line. And so, yeah, super good. So, all right. What's everybody else drinking? Somebody go. Oh, I'm, I, I know you're uh, InfoSec whiskey, but uh, I, I'm drinking Pisco and Coke. Pisco is uh, made from grapes. It's actually under the brandy family. Um, my wife is Peruvian, so her family sends me the good stuff. And uh, yeah, so it comes from uh, Peru or Chile, but I can't say Chile is the best. Otherwise, I get smacked around. So. <laughs> the the pisco that I brought back from Peru was like a hundred times better than any pisco I found since in the U.S. So yeah. Ashley, are you drinking? What are you drinking? I saw you drinking something over there. Yeah. Well so I am drinking my standard uh, old fashioned. Um, so it's just bullet rye. I always have it on deck, uh, ready to go for any occasion. So for me again, do you, have, do you have a big ice cube? Is that what I saw? 
I do. Yes. Well, I now mean, it's kind of small, but yep, I have a, everything except uh, my orange went bad. So I don't have um, a little orange peel in it, but nice. still works. Nice. Delvin, what are you drinking? I am drinking a cold brew fashion. So it's a bullet, also bullet bourbon and uh, this cold brew liqueur called like Mr. Black. I, you might have heard me mention it before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, uh, it's pretty tasty right now, actually. Um, and it's, I usually need it when I'm doing like an evening zoom or like a happy hour, I like to have a little bit of caffeine. So well, that's why. Nice. And um, Matt Zero, what are you drinking tonight, youngin? Uh, yes, right. Milk. I'm a finely cultured college student. Excuse me, no. It's a protein shake. It's a fair life <laughs> core power protein shake. Look, let's be honest. It's just milk with two scoops of whey in it, effectively. It's milk on, on crack. I like fair life stuff. Fair life is really good for a dairy-free. I milk. like it just because it has the largest amount of protein I could find. And I'm like, this has yeah many proteins in it. Um, gains, the end. Aaron, that was a good one. How about those sweet gains? <laughs> All about that. Yeah, it, it's not a very complicated thought process. I don't have any complex history or discussion of whether protein from the U.S. or outside of the U.S. is good. No, I'm an uncultured <laughs> college student. I didn't even know that was like a thing outside the U.S. protein versus in the U.S. protein. I I doubt it is. I, maybe no. it is. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I think we need a. I think we need a gains parrot now. Um. I don't have a good one. Every time I mention something related gains on to gains on my Slack status, I think it's always been the football parrot. So let's see. Um, so Drew, my other bourbon lover, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm gonna disappoint you tonight because I don't have bourbon. Been uh, stuck in the house working, you know. But uh, <laughs> I've been I've been drinking. Uh, it's Brazilian. It's called a cachaça. Uh, so one of my friends uh, that I used to work with, uh, his wife is from Brazil, I went down there for their wedding and we were drinking this uh, all weekend. I really loved it. So uh, last time they went, they brought me back a bottle. Nice. So what kind of, what kind of liquor is it? Uh, so it's a spirit from uh, sugar cane juice. Okay. So it's a little spicy though, uh, but it mixes very well with the, you know, like sugary sweet drinks. Interesting. I want to check that out. Yeah, it's kind of strong too. Tim, what are you drinking? Uh, so I'm also an uncultured college student, although I'm not actually <laughs> a college student. So I was doing some research on gin, because uh, I, I, I like gin, um, or at least, at least not, at least gin mixed with other things. I don't think you drink it straight, though, so never mind. But it's called a Negroni. Uh, it's one ounce Campari. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. I'll, also some sweet vermouth and I, I did your tip and add some water and it tastes a little better, little better. now. It's still yeah, so sophisticated. Like cough syrup, yeah. but. I like to try different things and I love mimosas and so, but I also love bourbon. So I was like, let me try and figure out, can I mix bourbon with orange juice? Like, can we repurpose bourbon as a morning drink? FYI, you have to add shit because it's not good. Just bourbon and orange juice. It tastes like an orange, like um, cough syrup. What I did figure out though, was if you put bourbon, orange juice and seltzer 
it, I call it, I call it a bermosa and it's delicious. I don't care what anybody thinks, but it's wonderful. And um, I like that. So yeah, I, my, that's my secret is like, if you make a cocktail and you're like, ah, add seltzer. Seltzer always helps kind of dilute that, like that crazy flavor. Or you that, just keep just, drinking. Yeah. That, and then it'll taste I better. I like that strategy. Yeah. It's, it's automatically. That's what you're going to say, It's automatically. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say it. Take everything she says about drinking with a grain of salt. She's from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the shit we do when we're drunk? <laughs> I've seen the shit it's you guys do when you're so Florida. Right? Because <laughs> <laughs> right? 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 I did just say, before we started recording, we were all talking about the fact that I'm moving a little bit more north. And, um, and like, I like the snow and I want to, I want to, I want to experience all the things. Right. And they asked me if I was going to like take up skiing. And I, I mentioned wanting to get like one of those big metal discs. I don't know. Like my, my idea of like North and winter is from like weird TV show movies, right? Like Home Alone. <laughs> but I wanted to slide down the, I don't know if they let you, but I want to slide down the mountains in one of those big metal discs. And I will do that totally stone cold sober because I'm weird like that. So I personally, I think it would be easier uh, mentally and emotionally to do it while drunk. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> Right. There's a reason my hell with the pain when you crash at the end. Totally. That, and because like when you're too. drunk, you're already like loosey goosey, so you don't get hurt as bad. I mean, personally, I've seen some, you know, jumps off the side of the mountain that'll just take you into open air. And I'm like, I don't want to be going off that in the tube. <laughs> I don't want to be going off that at all. Yeah, because they told me um that we can take an inner tube, which I had never heard of. That sounds like some Florida shit if I ever heard it. Inner tubing down the snow, except of course Florida has no snow, but what that that's it's a great thing to do. You've never done it before. No, but I'm gonna. It's fun. It may be the title of my obituary, but I'm gonna do it. I'm totally done. I thought you were gonna say it's gonna be the title of my next podcast. <laughs> Who knows? Podcast conversations while gliding down a mountain in floaty tubes. Right. So um, who haven't we talked to? Matt One, what are you drinking over there with your full send hoodie? That Matt Zero. It's very appropriate. Matt Zero needs that hoodie. I, I really do. I heard of the mentions of it the last couple of days. Everyone kept saying half send and full send. I was like, oh, I have a full send hoodie. I'm just going to wear that. See if anyone spots it out. Nice. Um, but I'm drinking a Ardbeg. Um, scotch it's nice. Isla scotch and i don't know if anyone's familiar with isla scotches they're very peaty yeah. and smoky um, yeah. my wife says it smells like acetone yeah um, i, I, I cool. say it's like licking a campfire but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah she hates it anytime i'm drinking it around her she's like oh there's like acetone somewhere no that's just my scotch that's I never thought about that. I'll have to try it. I don't, I don't like smoky. I, it was funny because like so many of my friends who are into scotch because they're like more hoity toity than I am, um, kept saying scotch, scotch, scotch. And this year I had like proclaimed on the InfoSec whiskey, um, like tw Twitter page that like 2020 was going to be the year of the scotch. 
maybe that's the problem is I tried to deviate from bourbon and that is what caused the shit storm of 20. So it's all your fault. It's all my fault. It's it's Scotch's fault. Yeah, and Scotch is kind of hard to get into. You definitely bourbon easier place to I love that. It's Scotch's fault. You just yeah. followed with your honor. Thank you for piping in, Joe. What are you drinking? Are you drinking? Well, you know, Ushi, like most nights, I'm sitting alone in the dark, smoking unfiltered camels, finishing up my second bottle at Glen Levitt. And only tube socks? Only your No socks. Bottle? It's COVID times. I do no like socks. Glen Levitt. <laughs> no, actually, I hate to tell you guys, but I don't drink. Oh, I didn't know so, that. So I'm here with, with uh, a lot of nothing. That's okay. I've done a few podcasts with people who didn't drink. I so also I... did a podcast in the middle of the day once, and I was like, well, I can't drink. So I had, I, I actually had Red Bull and pretended I drank. Uh, why, why can't you drink in the middle of the day? Because I had to work afterwards. <laughs> so why can't you drink in the middle of the day? I, I was going to say, given, given the last 48 hours, it didn't exactly seem like um, there was... Like if there was a time for day drinking, it just sort of felt like yeah, you know, this was the time I, for it. I think I think 2020 has been the year of day drinking for everyone. <laughs> There's so many just, people. So many of my friends love the fact that they can just you know sit in their pajamas all day long. It drives me nuts. Like I I am pretty certain the past three work days I've just had the same pajamas on just because we've been going nonstop. I'm wearing pajama pants right now. <laughs> I haven't changed my clothes all year. In my household, it's been dubbed wearing hard pants if you have to put on jeans or like real hard pants. Right. They're so uncomfortable now. This might be a hot take, but I miss college shirts. College shirts. What are collared? Collared. Collared, as in a collar. You know, it's funny because like I have to take my kid to school every day to daycare and I put on jeans to take him to daycare so that I look like presentable. And then I get home and I change into my pajamas again. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I do. So, okay. So we've, we've gone through, we, we did introductions and we went through everybody's drink of choice, which like normally I try to get everyone on the podcast to drink the same drink, but two things today, this week was crazy. And two, there's 10 of us, right? So I was like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Um, everybody drink whatever you want to drink. But uh, so like, so the real reason I wanted to talk about, do this podcast with everyone is because number one, I wanted to drink together. And I thought this is a really good excuse for us all to get together and drink. And two, um, I wanted to talk about this amazing group that we have together because like a lot of us, if not like half of us, one, two, three, kind of like four. Yeah. So like, there's quite a few of us that have never met because we started working together during the pandemic and um, we've been remote since, you know, March. We, we all went remote. I can't speak. We all went remote early into the pandemic. Um, and so like even before a lot of other companies were going remote, we went remote and, um, and that's a difficult thing to do. So I want this next question is for Drew and Ashley. 
because you guys are OGs, right? You guys have been here the longest and you guys put together this team of people that are so, here. I actually haven't been here the longest. Who's been here the longest? It's been Ashley and Dalton. No shit. Does your well, time yeah. when are you, like, well, like- Well, Drew was, was here and then left and then came right. back. Right, so you, does that, do you put that, it together or does it start over? I, I like to start it over because when I was here versus when I came back, two different worlds. I was about to say, you, you were definitely not the same person coming back from, from Connecticut. Oh, hell no. <laughs> well, okay, so, but you guys have been the ones who, who kind of like, okay, so outside of Delvin, you guys have put together the team of people, right? You've interviewed us. You have, um, you're the ones who have been up until recently, kind of our unofficial team leads, right? Like, um, it's always interesting in a stand-up because like Ashley is like, I always love listening to everything Ashley has to say. Oh God. <laughs> like Ashley always like tells you everything. And like, I'm always like, wow, she found a lot of shit. Like, so Ashley's known as like our bug hunter and she finds any bugs in the, in the platform. And like, it's great. It's amazing. And I'm always like, so like, I always, I do try to model myself after you, Ashley, because like, you're just, you're so smart. Anyways, I'm not going to, I'm not going to gush on you too much. So the two of you, you, so Ashley and Drew, you guys, um, like put together this, what was your vision and what kind of people you wanted to bring into the team when the team started to grow? honestly <laughs> yeah i mean i feel like it's a blur at this point when we went through this whole like process of building out the team but i feel like we did like we did have a conversation like of we really appreciated the culture at veriden at the time um you know because we had this envision all we really knew i mean drew knew a little bit of Mandiant, but um, all I knew was Veridin. And one thing that I really loved was just the culture and the people. And at the time, like we, our team wasn't as close as we are now, or at least like between Delvin, Drew and myself, like I feel like last summer is when it really kicked things off. But like, we're going through this whole process and culture was a huge thing like we felt like between us three um and our boss Henry that we just really worked well together and we didn't want to cause any friction like we had we're open we're honest that we felt like we could express our feelings well I felt like I could express my feelings you know and that was something that we we didn't want to impact at all because we all worked really well together and we could just, you know, lay it all out there. Who and you work with, it makes a huge difference in your work life. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. And, you know, like people always say that. Um, but like at the end of the day, it is especially like we're not working crazy hours every week, but there are occasional times where we're put in really stressful situations and, I don't know. There's been so many times where like I have to call Drew and just be like, 
oh, I don't know what to do. Or I'm like a frantic mess and stuff. And like, I just like, I wanted to be able to do that like with anybody. And that was really important to me. So that's kind of what I was really focused on. To be clear, when she calls me in those moments, I'm usually a frantic mess too. So I'm no help. <laughs> well, you know, like when we went, I think, again, I can't remember what it, what that content pack was that we did back in, it was March, April, April. Um, and I remember- It was a COVID theme pack. It, that's exactly I, what I, it was. It I, was I COVID so. yeah. And <clears throat> I remember right after, I don't remember what, I don't know if it was like an after action call that we had and it was just the analysts. And I remember like just people, um, you know, like voicing their own frustrations and it wasn't anything major and it wasn't like anything like super negative, like against the company or anything. It was just, you know, there's always when, when like all of a sudden you have to be all hands on deck, like that's super stressful. And I remember thinking like, I was super stressed over that. And when we had that phone call, and during the time that I was like, sorry, I got to feed bubs. And I remember, I think it was Drew was like, oh yeah, you know what? I should make some, I should order some lunch too. And so during that kind of lull in the work conversation, we were able to kind of talk. And I realized that I wasn't the only one being stressed out over COVID and like, we got to get this pack out and like all this stuff. And, and for me, like that, that was really huge because like, I was like crying every night, like, oh my God, I'm not getting enough work done. And I'm trying to like, make sure that I was taking care of bubs and then also getting work done. And like, I remember like bubs would get mad and try and pull me away from my computer. And I felt like I'm both the worst mom and the worst employee all at the same time. But when we had that conversation and I realized that everybody was stressed, this was not just me. Everybody was going through the same thing. Like that's so huge. Huge. And I think that it's really awesome that we're able to do that with each other. But yeah, I actually remember that conversation because I remember thinking, uh, you know, even while we were we were talking, you know, uh, you're someone's running around the background. I'm just like, man, like, I can't imagine like, you know, I'm complaining about what I'm complaining about. And like, I don't have a right to complain because I'm like, she's dealing with so much more. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, yeah, you're definitely you're definitely not alone. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the things I love about this group is, you know, a lot of a lot of places give lip service to mental health and, and you know, work life balance. But here, like one of the first things Drew said to me was like, hey, we have unlimited PTO. Use it like I took a, a month off for my birthday, you know, and people don't give you shit if you actually use your PTO, you know, and um you know, everybody encourages each other. Hey, you know, take care of, do what you got to do. We'll, we'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. And, it's well, and what I love is I love when people put on their slack, I'm going for a walk. I'm taking a break for mental health, <laughs> like whatever it is. Like, I love seeing that because I feel like it helps promote what's more important in life, which is our mental health, our families, like that stuff that's close to us, like work is going to be here. And yeah, there's sometimes that there is all hands on deck and you have to work until, you know, late, but at the end of the day, I like when, when I was going through, um, you know, figuring out all my stuff, when, when lockdown happened and daycare went away, um, Henry, who, 
I only did not invite Henry because I didn't want everybody to, well, first off, Henry lives on the other side of the continent, or not the other side of the continent, but the other side of the world. And it's probably like 3 a.m. his time. But um, that, and I just wanted everybody- He's still to, up though. Probably. Because <laughs> he's still working. Yeah, he is still working. <laughs> But yeah, when I um, when I went to him and talked to him about you know my concerns and when I was like, here is my crazy schedule I'm I'm proposing, um, he said to me, he said, like I said before, he was like, that's more than enough, um, and he said, in fact, he was like, if that happens, why don't you take like a week or so off so that you can? Um, I'm missing. I'm missing what the golf clap is for, but, um, Henry was like, why don't you take a week off and, and kind of figure all of that out. And I was like, like, hold up. Are you kidding me? Like, you're telling me I can like, not like, not only like, ah, oh, now we got you. It's cool. But like, Hey, take some time off. Like you said, Aaron, like, you know, to be like, we have an unlimited PTO take the time that you need is is an amazing thing from a company, especially yeah. like in my past. I never, I've yeah, never had that before. I had, I had I a similar. Good. I was gonna say I had a similar interaction with Henry just last week. I had a, a really serious family emergency um, middle of the day on Thursday, and uh, and I brought it up with him, and he was just like, "Log off and don't log on tomorrow," and just text me over the weekend, letting me know what. I needed so yeah it, it, it has made um you know some of the things i've personally had to deal with family wise uh with mental illness over while covid's been going on have been infinitely easier to deal with because um henry's just really thoughtful about that stuff yeah i really appreciate it. but not only henry it's kind of the whole team because like it's great if your boss is on board but you don't ever want to be a burden to the other people that you work with. And so it's amazing when everybody's kind of on board with that. I agree. I mean, I think, I think we're fortunate in the sense that like, like our mindsets, at least for our job right now was brought up from the startup mentality, you know, and that's, we kind of, we kind of determined the, you know, the environment, the atmosphere that we wanted to have, but I don't know. I personally, like at the end of the day, there's always going to be work, more work tomorrow. And we're, there's going to be teams, you know, where you have to be on the late night grind. And sometimes we have to, but at the end of the day, you know, the work will be there tomorrow. And if there's something that we need to get done tonight, like there's people, like we all are kind of understanding that we're all human beings. And this year is really unique in the sense that we're just all going through a lot of shit just at all collectively at the same time. And then we're all going through our own personal shit. Mm -hmm. And we all have a lot of empathy in this team. And if somebody just doesn't have the capacity to do something, like another person will pick it up. And I've seen that time and time again in this group. And it's, you know, it's really refreshing because it's not always like that where it's like, okay, well, I did my job. Now you need to do it. You know, it's, it's just not like that. So if you had something and, and I throw this out to everybody, because there are going to be people who are going to listen to this, um, because they want to hear about how we work and, and what we do and how our environment is. And obviously I think everybody here 
has been like, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even like thought of wanting to do this podcast if what we have expressed tonight isn't a hundred percent genuine. Um, and so what do you think? There are going to be people who listen and who are creating their own teams. What do you think would be the piece of advice that you would give to people building a team to be able to have a team that is cohesive and works so well together as this team does? Uh, so for me personally, um, drink lots of bourbon is not a good answer. <laughs> I think that is a good answer, but uh, <laughs> lots of cheesecake. Yeah, cheesecake answer? too. Cheesecake and bourbon, bourbon cheesecake, if oh. you can do it. Um, that's ideal. Uh, but you know, when we were interviewing for all the positions and as we continue to interview, uh, one of the things that is really important to me, yes, obviously this is a very technical job. So you need folks that have technical capabilities. Uh, but for me, you know, you can teach technical capabilities. You can't teach personality and how to get along with someone. So you know, you even if someone, someone doesn't not be an asshole. Yeah, exactly. Like you can't, you can't teach someone how to, you know, how you can get along with them. Uh, so for me, one of the biggest things was really personality. Um, you know, even if someone in, in interviewing folks, I'm not saying this about you guys, I think you're all very, you know, technically capable. Um, but you know, when interviewing folks, even if someone didn't have the strongest technical capability, but like they had the interest to learn, um, and you know, the, the true passion, uh, for the industry. And they also had a personality that, you know, would fit well with the current team, they would get my vote. Um, and some of the folks that were extremely technical, like rock stars, as far as like technical capability, but, you know, just even trying to have the, the interview with them that Ash and I always try to make more of a conversation than a, than an interview. If it didn't, if it didn't feel natural, then, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not going to gel with the team, it doesn't matter what your technical capabilities are. So and that, I feel was, like that was always a big those, thing for me. For those people, there are places for them and there are places where they will fit well. And a team like ours, where you have to communicate with everybody and you have to, like, we have to work together. Um, some teams are better suited for some people, yeah, right? Absolutely. It's not even like that there's not a place for those extremely technical, but socially inept people. There's a great place for you. It just might not be in a team where you have to like really work together. Right. Yeah. Anybody else? I, I think that, um, you know, kind of one of the big things that has made this team successful in building it is, um, you know, it's going to sound cliche coming from uh, the, the white guy, the Blanquito, as my wife calls me, but they started with a diverse team, you know, different backgrounds. And, and you can build a team that is, you know, like you. But if you don't start with diversity at the beginning, then, you know, you create a monoculture. Yeah. I love that about our team. I love how diverse everyone is and from different backgrounds and different ages. And I'm really happy I'm not the oldest one on the team. <laughs> I paused to see if Joe is- Who would be? I, I don't know what you're talking about. That's so funny. I love Joe you. is the youngest at heart. 
clearly. Yes. Yes. Oh but the most decrepit in 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 body and mind. You're the oldest toddler I know. That's right. That's right. My my job is to try to keep up with you guys. So I so I do want to ask Matt Zero. Um, so you so how long have you been here now? Because your internship got extended, right? Since June, I started. I think beginning of June, I think the sixth or seventh or eighth or something like that. So like, cause we actually had rescheduled this podcast and when we were going to do it before it was closer to when you had started. And, and I really wanted to get your perspective of things. Have you, so first off, have you ever been an intern anywhere else? Yes. Okay. Yes, I have. And do you, are you like, are you okay sharing like what school you went I'm to? Oh, I'm at Northeastern University. Northeastern, Fantastic which I think is an awesome school. That's why I wanted, if you wanted to throw that out that's, there. That's the reason I'm here because we're required to do, you know, co-ops, six month internships, you know, in order to graduate. Right. So what do you think? So, and obviously we're not going to ask you to like name your other internships, but what would you say? How does, how does this, this culture that you've been in for the last several months compare to others? So, it's certainly, I think it's probably the last, last internship I had, it was definitely um, a larger company and it had, I think, a culture that was reflective of that, whereas I think because Veriden was acquired, I think it very much, I've never, was a part of Veriden before it was acquired, right? So to me, it was just, you know, I'm joining a FireEye. And it's interesting because I feel like, you know, despite being part of FireEye, it still feels pretty small here, and especially with this team, right? So like I was, I've been very surprised by the fact that I've been working remote for what, seven months now. I am very surprised by the fact that I actually feel like connected and engaged with other members of my team. It could very easily be, all right, me go to my desk, do my work for the day, send some questions when I need it and some check-ins and that's about it. No, there's, there's a lot of Slack chatter um, and a lot of calls and a lot of just lively discussion that goes on. So like, I think, especially given that, you know, I've been locked in working out of what is my bedroom for the past seven months, I consider myself extremely lucky to be part of this team. That's no joke at all. Uh, I think I I think I frankly just lucked out completely with this team and the culture here because that has made this internship it's one of many reasons why i think this internship has been you know beyond amazing so i absolutely feel the same way i feel like i lucked out getting into this team i've worked for a lot of different teams i've worked in a lot of different um like genre of works from law enforcement sock like i was i worked for the fire department for 8 years before i got into law enforcement like i've worked with a lot of different teams and i worked with some places where it was like family and i think i'm and i apologize drew i don't think it's friends i feel like this team is family like i feel like everybody really takes care of each other and the fact that we've done this for the last like bazillion months during COVID continues to blow me away that everybody's still able to be as connected as you, like, as you mentioned. And I'm going to say too, Matt, because you have made the chat very lively. My favorite people in chat is like you, Joe, <laughs> Delvin, 
Tim, like, I don't know. I'm going to name everybody. You're going to, you're about to name the whole team. (laughs) I love how, I love that. I love that we have that, um, that like shenanigans that goes on in Slack because you really need that throughout the day. And it's nice to just kind of have a chuckle and, um, and to, to, I'm going to, throw one thing more on Delvin. So what I notice about Delvin, Delvin is like, he's like, did somebody say he's like the quiet assassin? Because like, especially with like the jokes, Delvin comes in with these zingers that come out of nowhere. And I literally laugh out loud. Like Delvin will throw something in and like, I chuckled out loud, sitting at my desk alone, like a crazy person. Call them Delvin's dad jokes. Yes. Were you gonna say something, Delvin? No, I was just like laughing like, yeah, I I, I do like dad jokes. Yeah, I love that. Although I think Joe's jokes are like nowhere, I'm nowhere near Joe's jokes though. I feel, yeah, I feel like we have a lot of people on the team who view, as long as I'm laughing at the joke, it's okay. One laugh. That's all you need to pass the bar. It's low. Right. All right, you guys. Well, we're probably going to start wrapping up soon because it, I don't know how long we've been going, but it's been a while. Um, so I just want to say, like, what do you guys think? Let's do one more thing. Um, whoever wants to chime in can. Um what do you think is the reason that we have been able to stay so connected during this time, this, this COVID pandemic lockdown situation? Probably Slack parrots. <laughs> Did you say Slack parents? Slack parrots. That's Slack oh, parrots. Slack parrots. <laughs> yes. I do enjoy the parrots. That's fun. But like, um, so... But- we're all like really good at checking in on each other too. Like, um, uh, like this is all stuff that everyone's already said, but like people have been really empathetic uh, during the pandemic. Um, uh, for example, uh, Drew told me to log off when I was working too late on the on the script change the other day. Um, same with same with some other people too and yeah it's just really like um i don't know i just feel really connected to everyone and it's i i think that's one of the first times like on the team that that's happened so i feel like a lot of it has to do with the fact that we do do a daily stand-up and so even though we may not see each other because like i found that through as the pandemic progresses, less and less people turn on their cameras. Um, I think, and it, you, and like, if somebody turns on your on their camera, you're like, you washed your hair. <laughs> That's why you turned your camera on. We call each other out for sure. Yeah. Or you, or you <laughs> cut your hair or whatever. Like, and I think honestly, you want to know. Like lately, we've all been turning our cameras on, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Matt one is turning his camera on. And I'm going to speculate that because he's new, he feels like compelled to show his face. Like, hey guys, I'm really here. Um, Cause I know I felt that way. I'm just really conceited and I just want you guys all to look at me. That's all. I appreciate that. <laughs> that That's a good reason. Sure. I like the honesty. At least you're honest. Yeah. 
He's like, this is fabulous. You should all see it. Yeah. It's really, it's really a service that Matt's doing. I was actually broken this week. I don't know if you guys noticed. I, I haven't been able to turn it on. And then I did like, like my third reboot this week and the camera started working again. Just but in yeah. time for the full sweat, full send head hoodie. Yeah. No. <laughs> I wasn't worried. I, I put this on just for your podcast, Ursula, because everyone kept I, mentioning the half sending. I appreciate that. But yeah, I do. I think that like the fact that we check in at least once a day helps for us to stay connected. And then like having a communication channel that is just us, right? Like um, there's, it's, it's just the people here and our boss are the, like, and then we have other channels where it might just be the analyst. I assume maybe the engineers have their own channel. And um, so it's nice to know that like, you know, senior VPs, CEOs aren't looking in our, our Slack channel. It's just us. We can cut up if what? we want to. They're, they're, they're probably looking. So. Definitely <laughs> looking. <laughs> but yeah, it's, so it's fun. You know, we can, we can still be ourselves and, and I appreciate that part of the culture, but. So. One thing that I wanted to add to, or I wanted to add was one, our boss, Henry, I feel like he just supports us for just being us and he he doesn't like push back or you know if we just are joking like we always have our time in the morning to just get out all our jokes or whatever bullshit that we want to talk about before we get down to work and I think that's really important and I think he allows us to just communicate and it's not always just I need to manage and I need to work and he also converses a lot with us and you know joins in on it so it, it makes us feel comfortable but I think at the end of the day like for me like I feel like I can be me and not really like worry about that too much like I mean you guys have all seen all the emotions of Ashley over the past year <laughs> so like it's and you know we all kind of feel it in a way maybe I get a little extreme sometimes but you know like we all are human beings and we all have emotions and it's all warranted and to feel them. And, you know, I just, I kind of feel like we all just allow each other to be ourselves and be the individual that we are. And, you know, every person here has something that they bring to the table. A lot of us are really comical, which I really, really enjoy. You know, everybody has their own humor or everybody has something to say. And we're all just like, yeah, I, I agree. Or, you know, that's hilarious or everybody's, you know, has their own gifts to respond to. So I just think that that's really, it just promotes everybody to be their own individual. And I think that that's what makes us work so well together is because it's just, it's just a safe space to be you and get work done. And we're all kind of, we don't have big egos here in the sense that like, um if we know something like shame on you for not knowing it or if we know something we're not going to share that with you I I feel like one of the things especially as we we're growing the team like we wanted to be a place where we're all equally learning anything that one person knows everybody else should um and I think that's really important because in information security there's no way that you could be the person that knows everything so we all have something to bring to the table, um, whether it's just jokes. We all need jokes. We all need laughter, especially in 2020. So we all 
yeah, we all have something to bring to the table. I love that too, because I feel like um, it's allowing everyone to be their, their own person. And you, I feel like for me, when I am accepted as the person that I am foul mouthed and all, like I can be me and I don't, it's more fun. It's more free. You're open. You're able to be yourself. And that's one of my favorite things about this group is that, um, like you said, there's no egos, which is like coming from like law enforcement where everyone is egos. Um, like, I almost feel like I have a little PTSD from that, but like, it's so amazing to be a part of a team who, to me, I feel like the team is better when you're bonded and you're strong together and you stand together um, versus having rock stars in the team. Like it's so much better to kind of stand together and, and be rock stars all together. And like, I, I truly feel like when, when the shit hits the fan and we're required to, like, we've talked about how we can, um, how, you know, everybody is, is understanding of mental health and what's going on in your life, but there are still times, like it's not all fun and games. There are times that we have to, you know, just grind it out and get things done in in a short amount of time. And, and we do that. Um, but there's still like all that other stuff is still there. So it's just, yeah, it's amazing. I feel like I went off on a weird tangent that broke halfway through, but anyways, so um, does anybody have anything else that they want to contribute to that before we close up? I was just going to say that uh, I, like, I have no doubt in my mind that if I had still been at Booz Allen Hamilton during like working consultant culture during this COVID time, I would have been logging on to like, team scrums or team weekly meetings and everyone would have been in like a suit and tie and I would have been like yo I can see your spaghetti dishes behind you why aren't you just being a human being on this call like come on right so yeah, it's really noticeable for for me I appreciate that everybody's just kind of themselves it's awesome well, thank you guys so much. I can't tell you how much this is like, just I've been looking forward to this because I love the team of people that I work with. And I feel like, um, I, I swear to you, I think this is the best team of people that I've ever worked with. And the fact that we have so many of us and we still work cohesively, there's no drama. There's no like any of that like weird little shit that you get in other places. Um, I'm so thankful and I wanted to be able to share that with, you know, the dozen people or so that are going to listen. I kid, there's more than that, but like, I wanted to share that with everyone. And I wanted, you know, like when you're super proud about something, you want to share that. And that's kind of like where this whole concept came from was to get everybody, um, you know, together. And I, it's so funny. Cause I, I keep seeing chats pop up. Everybody's being like shenanigans in chat and it's killing me this is so great anyways all right so thank you everybody who has joined us and stayed for this like hour and a half and change um, um thank you so much i hope that you guys got some um value out of it and we will see you at the next podcast well thank you she thank you she thank you Later. thanks thank you